your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, September 10th, 2021. Your boy Q here. As always, you know you can find me on Twitter, as many of you do, at your boy Q254. And of course, always got that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Always wide open like some old school TV antennas. And again, as I mentioned, the date today is September 10th. 2021 tomorrow will be september 11th 9 11 of course 20 years from the day of the tragedy that we had in new york and so something that anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a very long time knows that it's really near and dear to my heart a a lot of the uh, military i always want to show love to the military to the first responders you know just to everyone that has helped serve this country Uh, veterans day always show a lot of love fourth of july all that good stuff but 9 11 man i mean that's one of those days that you always remember exactly where you were. Uh, as long as you were alive, uh, you'll remember exactly where you were. And if you weren't alive, I'm sure someone has told you a story of where they were. It's just one of those times that you just, I mean, you can't even really wrap into words. I, I can I could do a podcast all day about football. I could talk about a whole lot of things, but it's just so hard to even put into words what I was thinking when that tragedy struck back in 2001. And so uh, I like to do this every once in a while, just kind of give a few seconds of silence just to reflect and just to realize exactly what, you know, where we are right now, where we came from, and what that really, you know, meant that day, September 11th, back in 2001. So I do want to take a couple seconds of silence, respect to all those that lost their lives that helped us and, uh, you know, and the families that lost their loved ones in that tragedy. Again, tomorrow being 9-11, just wanted to go ahead and show that love and shout out to all my military that listens to the podcast. Shout out to everyone who has military and their family. Always want to show that respect and say thank you for all that you've done and all that you've sacrificed. And that's always going to be bigger than sports in my world. And if it's not in your world, that's fine. That's your decision. But here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast, that will always come first and foremost in my life. So uh, just, again, thank you from the very bottom of my heart. Now, come Coming up on today's show, segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That's the number. Got a lot of uh, feedback to get to, so I'm going to try to get as many in as possible. Uh, Normally, I would kind of break down the game, uh, talk about how I think that the Raiders could go in and get a victory, what the game plan should be, Uh, you know, just kind of look back at, at the two teams that are squaring up. Normally, I would do that on today's show, but since the Raiders play on Monday Night Football, the last game of week one, we'll actually do that on Monday's show. So coming up, I got the calls and texts in segment number three. Segment number two, the team that the Raiders are playing, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, had the crossover edition with uh, Kevin Ostriker on Thursday, and that was cool to have that back, right, crossover Thursdays. Well, all of a sudden, the Ravens got hit with a bunch of injuries on Thursday, later on that afternoon. So I thought it was only right. I had to reach back out to Kevin and have him on the show and just talk about the injuries that that have happened, uh, not only to Marcus Peters, Oakland's own Marcus Peters, but also to Gus Edwards, the guy that was uh, being asked basically to take the place of J.K. Dobbins, being asked to take the place of Justice Hill, being asked to be the dude, you know, one of the main heavy hitters as far as the run game goes. He's out with a torn ACL. Marcus 
Marcus Peters is out with an ACL, uh, torn ACL. So uh, have Kevin Ostriker coming up in segment number two to talk about those injuries and his thoughts on the game now, now that those injuries have kicked in, what he thinks about Monday night's game. So that's coming up in segment number two here in segment number one, news and notes of the day, as I always do. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. First and foremost, the Raiders released their first injury report, their official injury report for the 2021 season. Now, this is just Thursday's injury report. They still have today's and they still have Saturday's before the official game status comes out. So real quickly, I'll go over the injury report. Clee Furl, who's dealing with a back injury. He was full participant in practice on Thursday. Richie Incognito, guard, who's been out since uh, ever since preseason game number two against the Rams, dealing with the calf injury. He did not participate. Now, that's something that I'd be concerned about. I'm definitely going to be paying attention to that and concerned about Richie Incognito still being out. Father Time is undefeated and he is 38 years old coming off of an Achilles injury so just keep that in mind. Running back Josh Jacobs who had missed a couple days of practice dealing with a toe injury. He was limited on Thursday and I'll say I was out there at practice and he looked pretty good. He looked pretty quick fast you know he was out there doing a lot of the individual drills and you know just kind of going through a, a few of the the running back drills and routines and stuff so he looked pretty good but still knowing he's limited dealing with a toe injury is never great tackle rookie Alex Leatherwood dealing with a shin injury he was a full participant he looked really good defensive end Carl Nassib he's dealing with a pectoral injury he was limited on Thursday and then safety Roderick Teamer shoulder and ankle both injuries he did not participate so the guys that really pay attention to incognito Josh Jacobs Carl Nassib and Roderick Teamer looks like Cleve Furl is going to be okay and looks like Alex Leatherwood is going to be okay but again the uh, injury report for Friday and Saturday still has to come out before the official one comes out on Monday for Monday Night Football. As far as the Ravens go, tight end Nick Boyle, he's dealing with a knee injury. He did not participate. Defensive end Derek Wolf is dealing with a back and hip injury. He did not participate. Running back Gus Edwards, knee injury was limited. Comes to find out he tore his ACL. Cornerback Marcus Peters, knee injury, he's limited. He tore his ACL. And then outside linebacker uh, Dalen Hayes dealing with a knee injury, he was limited. So those are the injuries right there for the Baltimore Ravens. Two of the guys you know are out for the season, and that stinks for them, and that's a Exactly why we'll be talking to Kevin Ostriker coming up in segment number two. My guy Vinny Bonsignor from In the Huddle and the Las Vegas Review Journal, he put out a tweet on Thursday evening. It's funny, I was actually hanging out with him and Lincoln Kennedy, me and the family. We had gone over to Lincoln Kennedy's restaurant in Las Vegas. Actually, it's in Henderson called the Angry Crab Shack. Uh, Vinny did his show from there. So uh, me and the family went over there and ate, and it was really good, really good food. But we went over there, and all of a sudden I saw a tweet from Vinny, and I looked over, and I was like, when do you have time to tweet when we're sitting right next to each other? Like, I never even saw him pick up his phone to tweet, but he had got a text message from somebody inside the Raiders saying the Raiders are now 100% vaccinated. All the players, all the coaches. So he put out a tweet saying, FYI, per source, the Raiders are now 100% vaccinated. And I'll tell you right now, Vinny does have some really good sources inside the Raiders organization. Uh, we were sitting here doing a show one day, me and him both together at the Treasure Island. Uh, it was a Friday. Matter of fact, it was last Friday, and I believe we started talking about uh, hot dog places in Oakland, and I started talking about Casper's, even though I didn't know it was Casper's I was talking about, and somebody uh, mentioned that it was Casper's, and I was like, yeah, that's a great that place. Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, actually texted Vinny because he was listening to the show and said, I love Casper's. So uh, I'll tell you right now, Vinny does have some good people inside the organization, so he, they know what they're talking about. So I thought that was pretty cool that the Raiders are now 100% vaccinated ahead of Monday night's game, and that's something that the, the team has really been trying to stress. And it makes me kind of wonder because we all know Jalen Richard, the running back, 
He's been a guy that's been 100% against vaccination. And also Denzel Perryman, who they picked up from the Carolina Panthers, was another guy that, uh, you know, when he was in Carolina, said he wasn't going to get vaccinated. But he did admit during a media session that he was thinking about getting vaccinated because he didn't want to sit by himself. He wanted to be able to hang out with his teammates. So maybe those two guys came around and all the Raiders now 100% vaccinated, according to a source and according to Vinny Bonsignor from the Las Vegas Review Journal and, of course, in the huddle on Raider Nation Radio 920. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. I will say this real quick. Man, on Thursday, the Raiders rolled out the red carpet as far as all the guys that they had uh, for the media to talk to. I actually was late for my radio show on Raider Nation Radio 920. I did not get there on time at 2 o'clock. I was still on the road, so I actually did the first segment of the show from the road on cell phone and that's not how I like to roll but man I couldn't leave the media session that would have just been rude it went John Gruden Derek Carr then Unique Ngakwe Darren Waller Andre James then the president of the Raiders rolled out Dan Ventrelli I mean it was just crazy that all this happened one after the other after the other usually it's staggered and anyone who's watched any of the press conferences on Raiders.com or their Periscope you know there's usually a big gap in between players or coaches or whatever no not on Thursday. It was like boom, 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 boom. And I couldn't get up. I was packing my stuff. I was trying to get out of there no later than about 115. Thought, okay, it only takes me 20 minutes to get to the station. I'll be fine. Man, 115 turned to 130, turned to 140, turned to one, one like 155. I got in the car and I just literally said, well, all right, let me just get on the phone. Have to do the first segment from uh, from the car. And so I did. I literally pulled into the parking lot at the radio station by the time the first segment was over, just in time for my first interview of the day, which was great. But, man, what a crazy, crazy day it was. And the Raiders really rolled out the red carpet. So if you missed any of those media sessions, you want to go back and listen to them, go check it out on the Raiders' YouTube page, Raiders.com, or their Periscope page. It has all those uh, players, coaches, and even the team president all talk to us on Thursday. So that's officially all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number two, a quick conversation with Kevin Ostriker, uh, the host of Locked On Ravens. Uh, He'll join the show to talk about the latest injuries. We just had the crossover edition, but I just thought it was real important to jump into that conversation with Kevin again because, man, that really changes the dynamic of the team by losing some big-time players like Marcus Peters and Gus Edwards when you're already down multiple players. So my conversation with Kevin Ostriker is coming up next here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about Built Bar. I've been telling you about Built Bar for a very long time, all the great flavors that they have. I think the most important thing I tell you about Built Bar, though, is you just got to go to the website. You got to go to BuiltBar.com and check out the limited-time flavors right now. Banana Cream Pie Built Puffs. That's available right now. That's right. You heard me right. Banana Cream Pie Built Puffs. So if you like the puffs, if you're a big marshmallow fan, right now, that's the one for you. Banana Cream Pie. And it's available for a limited time offer, which is usually about 48 hours. So make sure you go and jump on that and jump on it very quickly. Now, if you're not a fan of that, that's fine. They still have coconut. They got coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. All those are available as well. Whatever you like, whatever your flavor is, or maybe you like a little bit of all of them, go ahead and get you a mix box. Whatever you do, when you check out, make sure you use the promo code LOCK15 so you can save 15% off your order just like that. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15. Segment number two, my conversation with Kevin Ostriker is coming up next. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Joining me now on the phone lines, and it's not deja vu, but uh, just got to check back in with my guy, Kevin Ostriker. He is the host of Locked on Ravens. And, well, we just did the crossover for Thursday. Really good show. We had our predictions on who was going to win the game, who wasn't going to win the game. Some people agreed, some people didn't. But, Kevin, uh, one, welcome to the show again. And, I, unfortunately, I hate this for any team. I'm talking to you because of injuries. The Ravens, who already had injuries to J.K. Dobbins, already had injuries to Justice Hill, thought about Gus Edwards was going to be the guy, then all of a sudden, boom, he goes down in practice on Thursday. Then Marcus Peters goes down on pre- in practice on Thursday as a defensive back as well. Man, there's a lot of injuries going on with the, the Ravens. Where do we stand right now as far as all the injuries and how they are looking heading into Monday night? Yeah, Q, it's good to talk to you again, although I do wish it was under a bit better circumstances for the Ravens, but it's crazy how uh, things can change so much in 24 hours. And and for the Ravens, yeah, these are two brutal blows. Gus Edwards is confirmed to have a torn ACL, and Peters, it, it seems all but likely that he is the same at this point. And it's two two big losses, one for the offense, one for the defense. The Ravens have lost their three starting running backs that they had Jeez. on their team last year. And, and calling Justice Hill a starting running back is a little out there, but still, the Ravens now with Gus Edwards being injured with Dobbins, with Hill, and also Mark Ingram now in Houston – they do not have a single carry yard or touchdown from a running back from their 2020 roster. They're going to enter 2021 now with a whole new running back group. Edwards was somebody even before the Dobbins injury, even before his own injury was expected to have a huge year in year four. He's been consistent, has never averaged under five yards per carry in his career. I mean, it's, it's, it's gutting for him and for Dobbins and for Hill and everybody. And Peters also, you know, it's kind of eerie about, and I forget how long it was, but before practice, he said that the Ravens, they're on that Gus bus train and they'll ride it. And both players tear their ACLs on back-to-back plays pretty much. So, you know, kind of, it's terrible because Peters, you, you can't replace his playmaking and his football IQ. He's a threat to take the ball to the house every single time. He, he makes quarterbacks look silly on some plays and the Ravens, they have secondary depth. So, you know, Peters is definitely going to hurt. That loss is going to be big for the Ravens offense, though, with the running backs. They're going to have a bunch of new guys who are going to have to learn this playbook, learn this offense quickly, because this is one of the highest volume rushing teams in the entire NFL. Yeah, no, it really is. And we talked on Thursday about Le'Veon Bell and what he may be able to contribute. It looks like there's a whole lot of eyes on him now. He may be asked to contribute a little bit more. And, you know, to take it a step further, when it comes to the running backs, we talk about the running game and and how they contribute as far as, you know, uh, what they can do as far as production-wise. But how about blocking? And especially with an offensive line that is a little suspect, guys trying to get to, you know, get to know each other and be on the same page. How much is that? that going to hurt from a blocking sense as well for Lamar Jackson on Monday night? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they end up working out there because Tyson Williams did show some really good pass protection chops during the preseason, but I mean, it it is the preseason. So you have to take it with a grain of salt at first game action, Allegiant stadium, the pressure is going to be on all these players. And I think for, if bell is the one called up, the team also did sign Devonta Freeman. to their practice squad, on Thursday, you know, pretty quick turnaround there. They liked what he showed in a workout with Bell, actually, earlier in the week. But you're right. Pass protection is going to be huge, especially for the running backs, where they're going to have to be able to chip rushers at the line. Or if somebody gets free, if there's a free rusher, pick them up. And it's all difficult, especially in an offense where they're coming in, where it's relatively new. Now, Tyson Williams has been there. He's been around the team for a year. He was on the practice squad last season. So I expect a bit more out of him at this stage than I do out of, you know, they signed Trenton Cannon, who's more of a special teams guy, and then Bell and Freeman. 
But there might be a bit of inconsistencies, especially early on in the year where, you know, we might, you know, week four, week five, week six, everything might be fine because they're familiar with the offense now. But week one, week two, week three, there could be some growing pains, which could be pretty apparent. Yeah, no doubt about it. We're talking right now with Kevin Ostriker, host of uh, Locked On Ravens here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. And uh, just again, man, like you said, wish we were talking on better circumstances. Again, I hate injuries for anyone, but uh, that's the nature of the beast. That's what the NFL is all about. It's a battle of the 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 or the the strong survive. You know, the ones that don't go down. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And unfortunately, the Ravens are dealing with a ton of injuries. So, uh, how much more pressure do you think that that puts on Lamar Jackson? Not only his legs, but also his arm, as far as Monday night goes yeah well they will probably have to change their game plan slightly i think that the ravens have confidence in Tyson williams but look i mean the reality is right now at this stage he has not proven anything at the nfl level outside of the preseason so right. he is no jk dobbins he is no gus edwards maybe the ravens ask lamar jackson to run you know we were talking about it yesterday on thursday where the ravens you know two three four times might say hey we're gonna have you run here lamar jackson or something of that nature but now i think the ravens also is going to put more pressure on them to throw the football effectively because if the run game doesn't get off to the fast start that many were anticipating it might be a bit difficult to get the passing game going because the run game does feed off of the pass game and vice versa the pass game feeds off of the run game so look whenever lamar jackson is on the field he's always a threat whether it be with his legs with his arm whatever you want to call it he is a polarizing quarterback and someone who I think can still do some really good things on Monday night against the Raiders defense that, you know, they, they, they themselves might be figuring some stuff out, but it is a much improved unit on paper. So we'll see what ends up happening in terms of if Lamar Jackson throws it a bit more than anticipated. Is he going to run it a bit more than anticipated? But I expect the Ravens to also lean on Tyson Williams maybe a bit more than people are expecting. And also whether it be Le'Veon Bell or Devonta Freeman, give those guys some reps as well. Man, that's, it's going to be interesting. It, it really is. And before I let you go, Kevin, and I do appreciate your time uh, for sure, before I let you go, I did want to flip back to the defensive side of things again. Marcus Peters goes down with that torn ACL. And I know the secondary is kind of deep there, but just like the psyche of the of the defense of, man, that's, that's one of our brothers that just went down that's a big-time factor for this defense. Yeah, well, Q, th- this team is so close, and they love each other. This is a team that over the course of their franchise history has established a very, uh, it's, it's an, an amazing culture. And Marcus Peters before practice, you know, I mentioned he was talking about Gus Edwards. Well, he was talking about his comment he made a couple weeks ago on a Ravens wired episode where he said that the Ravens brought his joy back for the game of football, which is, you know, such a big thing to say Yeah. because, you know, for some players, the game doesn't become enjoyable anymore because of whether the circumstances they're in injuries, whatever to have a player say that is a huge deal. And Marcus Peters, I know that he had a bad rep in Kansas City and he had a bad rep in, in Los Angeles, but he's come over to Baltimore and been just a perfect teammate, a perfect person and someone who all of his teammates love. So it's definitely, you know, it definitely drains a team like that, especially we saw what happened with the Ravens sideline when J.K. Dobbins went down. It was just utter shock, utter disbelief, utter, utter disappointment. Yeah. And the Ravens actually halted practice after Peters and Edwards suffered their injuries because, you know, back-to-back plays, I mean, that's ridiculous. So it, it's something where it's definitely going to affect them. But the mentality for this team has always been resiliency. They are a next-man-up team where they have confidence in their guys. So they're, they're going to really be down about this, but also I think it won't take them long to just say, hey, look, we have a football game to play on Monday. This is an important way to start our season off with a win. So, you know, let's win it for those guys. So I think that's the mentality they'll have. 
Yeah, it's got to be. It really does. And, uh, Kevin, again, like I said, man, really good stuff. I hate that we're talking about injuries and not talking about uh, fantastic action on the field. But, I mean, again, the nature of the beast, that's how the NFL goes. I'm sure there's a lot of Raider fans that are interested in what's going on in Baltimore. What do you have coming out on the podcast? What's dropping on the podcast today that, that they could be on the lookout for as well? Yeah, we actually did a a full game preview today. So if you want to check out that for the Locked On Ravens podcast, we were on YouTube, we are Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere there. So this is an uh, updated, you know, with the injuries and everything, we have everything on there about them, what it means for the team and getting into offensive, defensive and final score predictions as well. All right, Kevin. Well, thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate you. Uh, Hate the injuries, but I know that the Ravens are still going to come to play on, uh, on Monday night at Allegiant Stadium. So I know we'll be talking soon, my man. I appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you too. And, and I still expect a very, very good game. But thanks again, Q. There he goes right there. Kevin Ostriker, host of Locked on Ravens. Happy to have him join me again just to kind of break down those injuries and how it could affect the game and the team moving forward. So those those are majors, man. Those are big hitters. I still believe that the, the Raiders win this game 24-21. That's what I told Kevin on Thursday when we did the, the crossover edition. I didn't even put that part on the show. It was just, uh, it was just another segment that I didn't have time to put onto the show but uh yeah he picked the Ravens to win by about 15 or 16 I picked the Raiders to win by three and it was funny there was a Ravens fan that actually heard that on on the Ravens podcast and started firing up at me saying that I was you know a homer and a hot take guy and all this I was a hype boy I mean he actually kind of got low-key uh disrespectful on Twitter which you know Twitter's a cesspool anyway and uh it was crazy as soon as those injuries happened you know, I tweeted out something like, man, I hate to see that to any team. All of a sudden, he blocked me. He blocked Raider Nation Radio 920. He blocked everyone. And I never said one word. You can go back and look at my Twitter page. I never said one disrespectful word to do, but he he came at me sideways. But uh, as soon as those injuries happened, man, he ghosted everyone. He disappeared. He made his page private. I mean, he did all kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't want to say karma because, again, I don't want to put injuries on anyone. But sometimes, man, you don't want to talk so loud you know, before you know what's really going down. He was talking a bunch of noise and then all of a sudden he went radio silent so I mean sometimes that's just how it shakes out so uh, many thanks to Kevin though for joining me just to talk about those injuries with the Baltimore Ravens and we'll see what happens on Monday at Allegiant Stadium coming up in segment number three your calls and text straight up that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693 that is the number before we get to that though want to tell you about betonline.ag and after Thursday it's officially that time of season right or that time of year Football is 100% back, both college and the pro game. Of course, the Cowboys lose by a couple points to Tampa Bay on Thursday night. Really exciting game, but more importantly, it just let it be known that football, NFL, is back. And of course, it doesn't matter if it's pro or college football. It is always going to be number one, and betonline.ag is your number one spot for all the football action this season. Get the updated odds, props, contests. They got the half-million-dollar NFL mega contest going on. They got the $200,000 NFL survivor contest going on. They they got everything you need all going on at betonline.ag. Head to the website on your mobile device or your laptop, sign up today, and receive a 100% welcome bonus. You got to use the promo code locked on to get that welcome bonus. But no matter what you put in, you put $500 in, you use the promo code locked on, you'll get $500 extra to play with. So why not do it, right? Promo code locked on. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports, football, baseball, boxing, UFC. It doesn't matter. Betonline.ag has got you covered. BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. Segment number three, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. Let's go ahead and start off with a text from OJ from the IE. Say, what's up, Q? OJ from the IE. I'm excited as hell for this season opener. About to be my first Raider game. Boy, am I pumped. It being my first game and all, any big tips you'd suggest or anyone else listening got some advice. I'm excited to see what Raider Nation looks like in person. Appreciate you, big bro. That's from OJ in the IE. And thank you for that text, my man. Congratulations on having that opportunity to enjoy your first Raider game come Monday. And I'll just say this, man. Go there, be loud, and be proud all game long. Of course, you know the rules when the Raiders are in the red zone, when the Raiders are on offense. You don't want to be super loud. Derek Carr and Darren Waller both mentioned that on Thursday in the media session. But, yeah, just be loud. Enjoy yourself, my man. Soak it all in uh, and enjoy that stadium because that is one hell of a place. So definitely uh, let me know how your experience goes uh, after after you get there and after you enjoy the game on Monday. And uh, hopefully on Tuesday we're talking about a Raider dub. Next up, I got a call from Rahul in Seattle. He's calling to talk about cutting of Tanner Muse and how that is a sign the front office making the right decision, even though it was a wasted pick. Here he is, Rahul in Seattle. Hey, Q, it's Rahul from Seattle. Uh, you know, we just got KJ right. We just cut Tanner Muse, and I know there's a lot of uh, uh, feelings about that. And uh, the way I look at it is today, you know, September, before the uh, 21 season starts, who is the better player for us? Is it Tanner Muse or is it K.J. Wright? And, you know, it's a rhetorical question. Everyone knows it's K.J. Wright. Um, this cutting Tanner Muse is a sign that we are drafting poorly. No doubt about it. However, we are still making the right decision for the team right now. And that is taking, you know, K.J. Wright over Tanner Muse. Now, whether it actually worked out like that, I'm not exactly sure. But we had to free up money somewhere. We had to free up a roster spot somewhere. And we did take a good look at Tanner Muse in the uh, preseason. And I, honestly, I, I think that uh, even though he's fast, uh, I think really all he's really good at is just being at the line. He can get pressure. He's pretty good at holding an edge. But he's not a good coverage guy, despite him being a safety, despite him being fast. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a good change in direction. So I think that for our, for our needs as a defense, K.J. Wright is just a better player. Uh, he's way farther along, of course, than, than Tanner Muse. Uh, I'm hoping Tanner Muse can make it to the practice squad, but if he doesn't, you know, we, we, we shouldn't take it as much of a loss as, you know, it seems to be amongst the fan base. You know, yes, it is the time that we can't draft, but in the old days we would have been like, well, it's a third-round pick. We're going to play him because he's a third-round pick, even though we know he can't play. You know, we see him in practice. We see him in the preseason. We see him, you know, whenever. We know he can't play, but because we picked him in the third round, we would just put him on the field anyway, and naturally he would go out there and get blown up, and we would lose games, and we would wonder, why are we losing? Well, it's because, uh, you know, the, it is a bad thing to draft poorly, but it's the worst thing to then play that person in the game. You know, you, you don't compound your mistake by making another one. So, yeah, it's, this Tanner Muse pick was a bad draft pick, but it would have been even worse to just put him on the field simply because he was a third-round pick. So is the move we have to make. One love. There he goes. That's Rahul in Seattle. And look, I mean, that's really uh, – I mean, you got good points. I think you hit it on the head. The drafting process needs fixing. It really does. The depth is not going to be there because of that. 
And you're also right that at least the team is not forcing the player on the field because they drafted him really high. And that's something that the Raiders have done. We see it across the league, but that's something that the Raiders have done in the past as well. So uh, you're right on both points, but the Raiders do need to improve, especially on some of those higher draft picks that they have. They got to get more out of them. They just really do. And again, it's trying to build something for the future as well as trying to win right now. That's that's the, what the really, really good teams do. And I know that the Raiders are just trying to win right now. I get it. But if you're also just trying to be consistent and be a player in the playoffs consistently, that's how you do it is keeping that cupboard full of talent. Thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you. Next up, I got a text from Stabler's Ghost. What's up, Q? It's Stabler's Ghost from the Northeast. I just wanted to talk a little bit about what everyone's been talking about, and that's depth. Like everyone else, I thought our guys grew and Mayock would draft a little better than they have. Regardless, you can't have a balanced defense without a good linebacking core. We have ignored this position in the first few rounds of the draft for too long, which is why we are here with that bunch of free agents and zero depth or even starting caliber talent. We have slowly addressed spots of need through the draft over the last few years. We can't ignore the linebackers in next year's draft. We should take a bunch like we did with the DBs this year. Anyway, as always, you rock you. And of course, Raiders. That's from Stabler's Ghost. And you know, it's funny, for some years now, for at least two, two, three seasons, I've been talking about the linebacking core and that you got to get an alpha dog. You got to get a sideline to sideline guy, a guy who can just be the dude. And they haven't done it. Like you said, ignored that position for far too long, getting guys deeper in the draft instead of going and getting a a big time player early. But it's crazy because then they go and get a KJ Wright, who everyone's excited about, including myself. I was a fourth round pick. You know, I mean, it's it's proven that you don't have to get a guy. And I hate that I'm saying this. You don't have to get a guy in the first couple rounds to make him a stud. But, man, if you get a guy lower in the rounds and in the draft, he's, he's, you've got to hit on him. You just got to hit on him. And so the Raiders haven't done that with the linebacking core. It's been a long time, like you mentioned, that they really had a guy that Raider Nation believed was going to be that stud. And, of course, Nicholas Morrow had some very high uh, thoughts. Everyone thought he was going to do some really good things this season with the Raiders. And, well, right now he's on IR, and who knows when he's going to come back. Unfortunately, he got injured. But, again, that's kind of the name of the game. So thank you so much for that text, my man. I appreciate you. Next up, I got a call from my guy, Mikey the Barber out the 916. He's calling to talk about the call from Most Known Unknown the other day that was basically talking about missed draft picks, and he has something to say about it. Here he is, Mikey the Barber out the 916. Q, what up, man? It's Mikey the Barber. Uh, just wanted to comment on uh, Most Known Unknown's um, call he had the other day. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say, uh, Most Known Unknown, uh, it's good to hear your voice, man. Uh, Keep those calls coming, too, because I, I enjoy your insight. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the, uh, the points he was making were, were very valid. And, uh, I do agree with it. You know, the, that's been a struggle for the entire franchise for quite some time. Uh, the only problem is now we have like a, a draft expert you know like according to you know people that you see on tv who you know have high praises for mike mayock i feel like he's uh he is capable of drafting great players but i feel like a lot of the the duds that we got are on gruden got gruden's fingerprints all over him you know what i mean like i'm thinking like you know uh cleve Earl, uh Tanner Muse, you know, Lynn Bowden Jr., all these guys that, you know, Gruden's probably, I'm jacked up about it, man. Oh, this guy loves football. Oh, man, he's my guy. 
You know what I mean? Like, I could see him, like, geeking over, you know, guys just because of their personality or because, you know, they can they can repeat, you know, a complex, you know, playback to him. He's like, oh, I like that guy. You know, I'm jacked up about it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he gets too, he gets too, like, he falls in love with dudes hella fast. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, man. I feel like one thing I, I wish if, if John Gruden can hear what I – my call, if he ever were to hear my call, I would just say, like, coach, be the f- coach, man, and let Mayock handle the personnel decisions. Let him handle the draft. Like, that's what you brought him in for, dude. Like, he's a f- draft expert. Let him let him work. You know what I'm saying? Let the man work. Anyways, man, I, I hope that we have a great season. Let's kick it off right, beating the shit out of the, the Ravens, and hope to, you know, have a a great, you know, Tuesday morning where we could all call and say, yeah, we knocked the dust off the damn Ravens. Peace out. There he goes. Thank you so much for that call, my man. And, you know, really, your call kind of goes back to what Brother Marquise in the 305 was saying the other day. If the Raiders miss on a draft pick, I mean, I get it. Everyone, it's easy to blame John Gruden. But that's really a Gruden and Mayock thing because we're not in the room. We don't know exactly who is the guy who said, oh, this is the guy you got to go pick, or who said, no, this isn't the guy you got to go pick. I mean, they're a team. They're a team in the war room. They're a team in the front office. They're a team on the field. So, if you're going to give Gruden credit, then you give him credit. But you got to give Mayock that credit, too. And if you're going to give Gruden hell and say that, hey, it's his fault on some of these picks, you got to say that for Mayock as well. It's kind of It's got to go both ways, man. You just can't give Mike Mayock a pass. But I totally understand what you're coming from because everyone believes that Mike Mayock is a draft guru because he played one on TV. But that doesn't necessarily mean, I mean, when the bullets are live and everything is for real, it is a lot more difficult than he makes it look like or he made it look like when he was on NFL Network. So, Thank you so much for that. I appreciate you, my man. It's always good to hear from you. And uh, the final text for the show today comes from Jacob in Fresno. says, hey, Q, Jacob from Fresno, a little nugget I researched for you. Derek Carr has a passer rating of 100.1 with 744 yards and eight touchdowns and one INT in three games against the Ravens in his career. That scary Ravens defense looked like it's been manhandled by D.C. over the years. That's from Jacob and Fresno representing that 559, and that's the way to end the show right there on a hell of a nugget. Nice little mic drop moment right there. Yeah, Derek Carr has done a really good job against the Baltimore Ravens, and he's going to have to do it again. It's going to be interesting. Monday Night Football, I cannot wait. It's going to be uh, it's gonna be something that I believe everyone's going to want to remember, and I think everyone's going to be talking some big talk, big noise come Tuesday. But uh, we still got a little bit extra time, one more extra day to wait. Everyone else will be playing on Sunday, and Raider Nation will be able to sit back and watch and then get ready. Monday, it goes down. So we'll be here on Monday's show to talk about, you know, kind of matchups and keys to the game for the Raiders, how they can come away with the victory over Baltimore. We'll get more news and notes of the day. We'll obviously get more calls and texts as well. And we'll have a loaded show as we head into Monday Night Football. Have a great weekend, Raider Nation. If you're headed to Vegas, be safe. Have your mask. Have your clear app ready to go so you can get into the game with no problems. And uh, as always, just win, baby.